Blog Talk Radio. Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Leads me beside the waters of rest. He restores my soul. Though I walk through the valley, thou art with me. Thou preparest me to Yes, good morning. This is Pastor Jim Newsom. This is Truth in the Word. On Christian Survival Radio, seventh day of September 2017, Pearl Harbor Day, 8.30 a.m. on the East Coast of the United States. We're broadcasting to you today from North Central West Virginia. Before we get into our scripture for today, let us go to prayer. Precious Heavenly Father, we come to you, Lord, as, as humbled as we can be. We need to humble ourselves before you, Lord. You said due time, Lord. You exalt us whatever measure, whatever purpose that needs to be done. We ask you, Lord, in Jesus' name, that your word would go forth and you would heal the people. And give us all strength today, Father. We stand on that solid word, that word that will never, ever pass away. You said, Lord, that heaven and earth shall pass. But your word by no means will ever, ever pass away. Save souls, heal the sick, deliver the troubled, touch and heal and deliver. In Jesus' holy and righteous name we pray, amen and amen. For our text today, going to the book of Second Peter, beginning chapter 1, verse 16, the title, the thrust of our message today is for we, me and you now in this current age, current time, have a sure word of prophecy. If you haven't noticed, I'm sure you have, there's many voices in the world today, a lot of people call them talking heads. There are those that are saying something, and there are those that are saying nothing. But I see a world, I see people that hunger for the truth of God. And the Bible says if 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 a man, woman, boy, or girl hungers and thirsts after righteousness, which we establish that righteousness none other, is none other than the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that he is our righteousness. Then if you hunger and thirst after him, now listen to me, and the Bible says you will be filled. Now it doesn't say to seek a religious group. It doesn't say to even seek a church. Now listen, when, 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 when you are born again, you are in the church, which is the body of Christ, not the building, not the denomination, but the body of Christ, <clears throat> which Jesus spoke about. When he was 
the revelation was given to Peter that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said, Peter, Petra, Simon Barjona, flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my Father through his Spirit upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against what I have built, purchased with his own blood. The Bible clearly states that Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone. If, if he is not the center of our faith, then we probably don't have a church. If he's not the head, then we probably or do not, definitely do not have a church. The preeminence all through the book of Colossians, we see the preeminence of Jesus Christ, that all dominion and all power was given to him. Everything in heaven, on earth, and below the earth. When we get that settled in our heart, that he is Lord. When we get it settled in our heart that he came for a specific mission, for this reason was the Son of God, for this purpose was the Son of God manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. That he came that through death many had fear, and he overcame death, hell, and the grave, and the author of death, which is Satan, and removed even the fear of death from our lives. Paul said, O grave, where is your victory? Where is your sting? He said to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. This is our faith, and your faith is under attack. You know that, and I know that, that our belief system, if you want to call it that, is under attack. Because the devil knows if he can get you to believe a lie, that's what Peter's going to talk about today. If he can get you to believe a lie, then the Bible says a lie will certainly damn your soul. The Bible says this, that every liar shall have their place. I didn't write the book. In the lake of fire. The Bible goes on to describe that place where the canker worm never dies. That total outer darkness, that separation from God. <coughs> Pardon me. <coughs> So it it does matter what we listen to. It doesn't matter what we sit under. I'm, I mean, it's just a fact. We need the pure doctrine. We need the sound doctrine that comes from the Word of God. This is a mandate. We We have to have the truth. We have to have the truth. The Bible declares that the truth will set us free. The truth. In Acts chapter 17, verse 11, Paul wrote this concerning the Bible students at a place called Berea. That's what he says. Acts 17, 11, These were more noble than those at Thessalonica in that they, now listen, they received the word with all readiness of mind, and search the scriptures, now listen, search the scriptures daily whether those things were so. 
the Bible say about trying the spirits and see if they be of God. Not everybody that dons a three-piece suit or even carries a Bible or even gets behind a pulpit is telling the truth. <laughs> Paul said these Bereans, they receive the word with a open mind, but yet to prove. Prove me, thus saith the Lord. See if I'm not what I say that I am. And he says, they search the scriptures daily, every day, whether these things were so. Now that's, it just makes good sense. The Bible declares that our Bible, the word of God, is the sword of the spirit. And it's this, it's the Bible that we go to to prove those that preach the word. Those that prophesy, the Bible clearly states, we'll talk about that, that, that many prophesy after their own heart. And many even prophesy for gain. Power. Men men thrive for power. That, that doesn't leave off in the Christian world. That doesn't leave off in the church world. There's more politics being played in the church world. Sometimes there's in Washington. John 10, read it. Or there are some that are hirelings. Don't really care about the sheep. Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd. He says, I'm the only way that you can enter into the door. He says, I'll leave the 99 and go get the one. Is this the mentality of the church? Or do men and women who fill pulpits today seek to please the masses? Hmm. Seek to lean, listen to me towards the <clears throat> the biggest contributor. And, you know, we, we can't act like that this doesn't go on because it does. The Bible speaks about showing partiality. Matter of fact, the Bible says that God is no respecter of persons. That the ground, that the, ground the cross is level. <clears throat> There's no big eyes and little U's in at the cross. Now, Jesus condemned a doctrine, the doctrine of the Nicolaitans in the book of Revelation, where he said, you know, I know that you hate, I think Ephesus, he told them, I think one other church, that you hate the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which interpreted means, means laity, slayer, or those against the laity, or those who rise themselves up above and look down their long nose at the laity, talk about the clergy. There, should there be a separation point between the laity and the, and the clergy? No. Level. Level. Eye to eye. Never above. Or the man say one time, the only time that we ever should look down at anybody is when we're helping them up. Yes. No good. So Peter wrote concerning a sure word of prophecy. A sure word. And he wrote in Second Peter chapter 1, beginning with verse 16, he said, For we, now listen, have not followed cunningly devised fables. When we made known unto you the power of the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now listen to what he says here. 
but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. So this qualifies, this qualifies Peter to write this book. He was inspired because of his experience that he had. John wrote, now listen to what John wrote in chapter 1 of 1 John. He said, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled the word of life. Personal experience coming from the last apostle to die, which Jesus prophesied, by the way. He was one of the pillars of the first century church. He saw the apostasy to come in, the, the Gnostic gospel. He was on the uh, Isle of Patmos for the word of God. He was a, a political prisoner when he received the apocalypse, the revelation of Jesus Christ. So we, for the word of God, we established that Peter has every right to say what he's saying because we're going to talk about what he's seen and what he heard and what he experienced. And that, I mean, this is part of what he saw, but one certain situation, one certain circumstance made him write that we have a sure word of prophecy. Now, in today's society, today's world where religion is rampant, and it's even in the church. Now, what has what has filtered or connived a way to get into the modern day church? Is there I'm asking a question, is there paganism even in the churches in America? <laughs> I'm gonna let you answer that. So what what do we do? When all this is promised in the last days, <clears throat> Paul said that men that they would come in wolves in sheep's clothing. Jesus warned Matthew twenty four, I probably said the scripture a thousand times that take heed that no man deceive you. So Peter wrote, he said, For we have not followed cunning fables. Now, he says devised fables, which is interpreted that which is sinister, that which is sent to destroy, that which puts leaven in the house of God, that which destroys the faith of man. When Jesus said, take heed, that you harm not one of these little ones, of course he was talking about children, of course, but also the children of God, that you don't harm them with false doctrine. Because he said, it's better for a millstone to be hung around your neck if you preach and teach false doctrine and lead people in a wrong direction, preachers will give an account for every idle word that they've ever spoken, for every time they've deviated from the word of God and led somebody in the wrong direction. I believe the word of God, God, God plainly states that they will be judged for such. Sinister fables. Again, look around. When you sit down in front of a preacher, I know in today's society we have screens and 
bringing up media is just 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 overflowing the church. I mean, there's bells and whistles, and there's this and that. But <laughs> I'm telling my age. But when I went to church as a child, we all sit around a pot-bellied stove. And a man picked up the Bible, and we picked up our Bible, and we listened to the Word of God. We weren't distracted by lights and smoke. Now, now I, I, I know this rubs people the wrong way. But the Bible says to lay aside every weight. The Bible says it's time that we look upon the weightier matters of the law. We've done so much to... Attract people into the church that we repel the Holy Spirit. Mm, God help us today. And the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, This is one that'll speak after me. The one that'll speak after me. One that will testify of me. Are, are, are we letting the Holy Ghost have his way in the house of God? Or is something taking the place of the Holy Spirit? Has a, a, uh, now a lot of people, uh, seeker friendly or whatever, and all, I'm always termed as coin today. I, I know all that. But, but he said in his word, where I said, I'm going to have a church without spot and without wrinkle. And this generation, what I observe, all of us, we we love to be entertained. We love to feel good, but this gospel is not always a feel good gospel. This gospel will dissect us. It'll show us when we read this book. It'll read us, and we it's needful that we let the Holy Ghost diagnose us to diagnose the depths of our life. As the psalmist David said, uh, search me, O Lord. Whatever you find in me that's not pleasing, then remove it, extract it. We're willing to do that today. So cunning devised fables when we made known unto you the power of the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitness of his majesty. Second Peter, verse 1 says, But there were false prophets also among the people. Now listen. Even there shall be false teachers among you, who privately shall bring in, now listen what Peter wrote, damnable. It's a pretty strong word. Damnable heresies. And we speak of individuals being damned. What's that mean? What's that mean? It means destruction, perdition, perish. Because of pernicious ways, they ruin. And they shall believe a lie. Now listen, and the Bible says, and they will be damned. A lie will always damn an individual soul. When we believe a lie, when we cling to a lie, when we cling to a falsehood, then the Bible says we will immediately be tied up with chains and our souls will be damned. But the Bible says the truth of the gospel will set us free. There again, I set before you life and I set before you death. Choose you this day. I'd rather you choose life. But if you choose death, if you choose a lie, if you choose sin, 
What's going to happen? What's going to happen? The Bible says you'll be damned. The wages of sin is and always will be death. Bringing in damnable heresies. Heresies is that which disunions, divides, separates from the rest of the body. Uh, Could I use the word cult? Now, from the time of Nimrod in the plains of Shinar, it's taught, and I believe this, that every occult, every occultic activity has, has spawned from that activity of the first Antichrist, the one who tried to circumvent God. The Bible declares he was a hunter before God. He was a hunter of souls. He didn't hunt deer and elk, rabbits. He hunted souls to bring it to a system. We know that system is the Babylonian system, which is still alive and well today. Okay, so he says there were false prophets. Among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you who privately shall bring in damnable heresies, even deny the Lord that brought them, bring upon themselves, listen, swift destruction. Well, it doesn't matter what you believe. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Well, take it all with a grain of salt, okay? For people say, well, Eat the chicken and throw out the bones, but hmm. you start believing a lie, it's all bones. So he says in 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 Second Peter chapter one verse seventeen, for he received from God, who's he? The pronoun there is Jesus Christ. Receive from God. He received from God. Now. The Bible declares that Jesus himself said in Mark 13, 26, and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. This is prophecy, a sure word of prophecy. The Bible says to love his appearing, to look for him. The last word that John said in Revelation was even come quickly, Lord Jesus. Bible says occupy, understand all that. We don't go to caves and store food up in caves and live there and wait. No, we occupy. We, 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 we try to fulfill the Great Commission. But that doesn't mean we don't look for him. That doesn't mean we don't long for him. I mean, I mean, some people think it's, you understand it's almost a sin they want him to come. How crazy is that? John wanted him to come. The disciples thought he'd come in their time. Paul had to write letters concerning that. Well, some got discouraged because Jesus Christ hasn't came yet. Love his appearing. Look for him. But we, we can't withdraw. We can't quit doing what, what we're doing. We've got to go into highways and the byways and compel people to come in. We've still got to preach the good news. But that doesn't mean we're not looking for him. John was. Peter was. Disciples were. Many, many of the first century church were looking for him. So he says, verse 17 again, for he received from God. Jesus received from God, the Father. 
honor and glory. When there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory, this is my beloved or first begotten son in whom I am well pleased. Now, this was on the Mount of Transfiguration, the inner circle. Peter, James, and John were taken to the Mount. A couple guys showed up, Moses and Elijah. And immediately the Bible declares that Jesus took on glory. Matthew 17, 5, and said, when he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them and beheld a voice out of the cloud which said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased, hear ye him. Now, if you read that account, you'll see that this was after Elijah and Moses disappeared. What did Peter want to do? He wanted to build three tabernacles. <laughs> but God took the other two out of the way for a time and a period and focused on Jesus Christ. The only one, the only way to salvation, the only way to be reconciled to God, the only mediator is Jesus Christ. So this eyewitness gives Peter a foundation to preach this sure word of prophecy, this testimony Revelation says, and they overcame by their testimony, by the blood of the Lamb, and they loved not their lives to the death. Verse 18. And this voice which came from heaven we heard when he were with him in the holy mount. Bible declares in Matthew 17. After six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bringeth them up to a high mountain apart for a reason and for a time. We know what happened. Read it. It's in Matthew 17, Mark 9, Luke 9, verse 19. We, listen, all of us, the church, the church, the, the, the born-again believers, his cornerstone, which he is, is still solid ground. We're going to need this. Hey, listen, man, this world is going crazy. We're living in an age that, 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 that many have never lived before. We're living in a different generation. I believe, and you know, people say, well, you wear that out. Well, I still believe we're in the end of this age. Not the end of the world, but the end of the age. I do believe the next great event could be the trump of God and Jesus coming back with a shout. And the Bible says those that are dead in Christ Jesus shall rise first. And the, 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 those that are alive will be caught up in the air behind them to be with the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, forever. Believe that? And I know there's conjecture and argument over all that. I know. It's just, oh, dear God helps today. But he's coming. When? I don't know. You don't know. Many books have been written on certain dates. 
but you never hear an apology from anybody. You, you never what what you never hear come out of the church when these things are perpetrated is I, I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. Uh, well, well, no, it's well, I recalculated or like a GPS. I I recalculated. Clear, not even the Son Himself knows, but God the Father give the nod. Okay. We have the sure word of prophecy. That's just a fact. That we have the uh, sure word. So we have a prophetic word which has been been confirmed down through the ages. The Bible says that Jesus was concealed in the Old Testament and revealed in the New Testament. He said, do well to take heed unto a light that shineth in a dark place or a dismal place. Psalmist wrote in Psalm 119, 105, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. So we don't we don't leave the doctrine of Christ. He says until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. Malachi said in Malachi four two, but unto you that fear my name shall the Son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and you shall go forth and grow up as calves in the stall. <laughs> Romans thirteen twelve said, The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. Second Peter three eighteen says, But go in grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus and Lord our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to him be glory both now and forever. Amen. You see that the future lies within Jesus. He is the future, and the kingdoms of this world have become God and his Christ. So we have a sure word. I've quoted to you, he said, Upon this rock I shall build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it, which I have purchased with my own blood. The church will do what he said it to do. And not everybody. It says, Lord, Lord, God help us today. When you're in search out your own salvation, the Bible declares with fear and with trembling. We read yesterday that judgment shall begin at the house of God and the righteous scarcely escape. How does it fare for those who are not? How does it fare for those who have not received Jesus Christ? So what we need to do is is gather up all preconceived ideas. Men, men, one of men's problems is prejudice, which means preconceived ideas, things that are planted. We need to be, you know, people say, well, you need to learn. But, you know, there's sometimes a preacher say we need to unlearn, untie. The old saying is you can't teach an old dog <laughs> new tricks. That's not in the Bible. But you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Maybe some of us old dogs need to unlearn. 
Well, the Bible says, I've heard people say, say well, the Bible says, and the Bible doesn't say, say a lot of things. It's just something they've heard in church somewhere or, or under the, 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 the guidance of a denomination. God has his body in every denomination. He has his church. Okay. We have a sure word of prophecy. The day star, the morning star, the light-bearing star. Numbers twenty four seventeen. I shall see him, but not now. Listen, Moses, I believe. I shall behold him, but not nigh. There shall come a star out of Jacob, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel, and shall smite the corners of Moab and destroy all the children of, of Seth. A star out of Jacob, a scepter. Revelation twenty two sixteen. I, Jesus, sent my angel to testify to these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and the morning star. Who is he is? Now, <clears throat> our thrust on this particular broadcast is to point to Jesus Christ and to him only. And many will call that, well, you're not open-minded. No, it's just the truth. Well, you're closed-minded. Well, so be it. But no other name under heaven can a man be saved except the name of Jesus Christ. Verse 20. Knowing this first, we're in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 20. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation. In other words, we don't prophesy to fit our circumstances or to fit what we feel and what we need. We need to be careful when we say, well, the Lord has showed me. If something comes out of your mouth that doesn't line up with the Word of God, I would say the Lord didn't show us anything. There's some private interpretation going on. Well, I just read you in Acts seventeen eleven, and the Berean, the Berean challenge, the Berean searched the scriptures daily to see if those things be true that are being spoken to them. They weren't, uh, as far as I know, they were Gentiles, and 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 they were hungry for the word of God. And they, what scriptures they had, they searched. And what they searched, they searched the Old Testament, which was full of prophecy about Jesus Christ. And when Paul was preaching, they would say, well, this has come to pass. What you're, what you're preaching shows us that what was prophesied, the prophets of old have passed. So it is a sure word. Listen to me. We need a sure word. Something we can stand on. Meat. What, what did Paul say? See, he said, I can't give you meat. I've got to give you milk. He said, you should already be teaching, but yet you're still being taught. That no scripture or no prophecy is of any private interpretation. Verse 21. For the prophecy came not in the old time, listen, by the will of man. Listen. Listen. 
but by holy men, inspired men of God, spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. And how do you prove it? Because of the confirmation. Now the mouths are two or three. He says, I'll confirm my word. That men that didn't know each other, that, 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 that wrote at different times, wrote the same thing, basically. Speaking of Jesus Christ, pointing towards the sure word. We need that today. Confirmation in the house of God. Out of the mouths are two or three. Confirmed. Look for the confirmation. Nothing wrong with that. Because he said he'd do it. Try the spirits and see if they be of God. And they spoke as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. Listen, profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. It goes on to say that to equip the man, the woman, the boy, or girl of God, to equip. That when we speak of this word, we speak truth. There's a foundation to this thing. Upon this rock, I shall build my church. It's the solid ground. Lay aside every weight, the Bible says, it's so easily deceptive. He said, quit believing fables. Quit being carried about by every, the Bible declares, every wind of doctrine. They're, they're coming fast and furious, buddy. There are, there are winds of doctrine flying around today that are unbelievable, and people are believing them. Well, I believe God has showed me a new way. If it deviates from the word of God, it's not a new way. It's a damnable way. And I believe the revelation of the word of God, I believe it's going to increase. Because he, he said many are run to and fro. Knowledge shall increase, not only in the sect world, but in the word of God. When you see these things come to pass, look up, look up for your redemption draws nigh. I believe we're in a very critical part of history that the Bible says many shall form. The Bible says some will be holy. Those that are holy shall remain holy. Those that are filthy shall remain filthy. They'll be caught where they're at. We don't have time to be jumping back and forth because of the acceleration of time, because things are coming to pass. Hold on to Jesus upon that solid rock, which is Christ Jesus. Make your knees be known unto God. Cast your cares upon him because he cares for you. But get your nose in the Bible. When men are preaching or women are preaching to you, get your nose in the Bible. In the Bible. Now, I'm controversial over this, but I preach out of the King James. That's just what I was raised on. The Bible wasn't written in King James English. The Old Testament in Hebrew and the New and Greek. Some Latin involved there, too, from, from what I can see. But it, 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 it's a translation I read it all my life, and it, it, it's proved itself. You know, lay the translations beside translations. You know, if you want to choose another translation, just just make sure it's all there. What's the word to say about what's the word to say about omitting things? Okay. So, I have enough faith in God that He laid before us the canon of Scripture. Some some didn't make the canon. Some. Some some books, a lot of people did, didn't want to 
they didn't want to make the canon. The book of James, for instance, because without works, faith is dead, and Martin Luther didn't like that. But it's a fact, put it in perspective. Okay. So we have the sure word. Sure word. And the Bible says, write it upon the table of your heart that you might not sin against him. Knowledge of the word will point us to sin, keep us from sin, keep us from temptation. The hour, we, you know, we talk about all that. This stuff's coming. This, we're going to be tempted. We're going to be persecuted. We're going to have tribulation. That's what the Bible says. But he said we're not pointing to wrath. Not pointing to wrath. Is it easy? No. No. Worst thing you tell you tell a new convert, man, you got it made now. Your, your troubles are all gone. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not the truth. In this world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I've overcome the world. One of our greatest prayers as we close today should be, Lord, don't let me be deceived. Confirm your word. I'm going to do what you told me. I'm going to try the spirits. I'm going to search the scriptures to see if what people are preaching are the truth. And I'm going to let the Holy Ghost teach me because Jesus promised that the Holy Ghost would lead us and guide us into all truth and all righteousness. And then we're We'll be okay. Search out your own salvation. Always be before God. It's almost David. Search me, O Lord. Search me, O Lord. Search me, O Lord. And whatever you find in me that's not pleasing, take from me my iniquities. Iniquity means lawlessness, the rebellion against God. (laughs) We're all born rebels. I'm sorry. We're all born with a sin nature. We don't have to teach a child to lie. I teach a child to tell the truth. You haven't noticed that. Sure word. A prophecy. If you don't know Jesus Christ today, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God Almighty raised him from the dead by the same quickening spirit that dwells in the believer today. Call upon the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. Repent, turn, make a conscious decision to return. Denounce every bit of evil you've ever done. Ask him to save you. Ask him to forgive you. And the Bible says he's faithful and true to forgive you, to restore you, to bring you back to himself. Bible says if you need healing, that by his stripes you're healed. The healing is the children's bread. He was chastised for our peace of mind. For every emotional problem, Jesus paid the price. Look, he's our forerunner. He went before us as a man, the second Adam. Through one man, sin come into the world. And through Jesus Christ, the second Adam, sin is eradicated. Behold, the Lamb of God, John the Baptist said, that takes away the sins of the world. All upon the name of the Lord, you shall be delivered. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you today for your word. We pray today that this word would take root in people's lives. That, Father, in these days, you did not let us be deceived. As you warn, take heed that no man deceive you. Do not let deception destroy us. Fables and men's ways and men's religion. 
Let's hold fast to the sure word of prophecy that's laid out in the word of God. Save souls today. Draw by your spirit. Heal bodies. Lord, heal these diseases today that are chronic, that doctors have said you've got to live with it. Lord, brought back to the woman with the issue of blood. I'm sure she was told there's no healing for you, but yet the Bible declares she touched the hem of your garment and you healed her. Lord, you're still healing today. You're still healing today. And Lord, touch the one troubled in mind today, God. That oppression, that depression, that hopelessness, I ask you, God, that you bring them out of that darkness in Jesus' name. You said you give us a garment of praise, Lord, my Lord, for the spirit of heaviness. And we ask this, Lord, in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen and amen. God bless till next time. This has been Truth in the Word with Pastor Jim Newsom on Christian Survival Radio. Our email address is truthintheword777 at gmail.com. May God bless each and every one of you. Keep looking up, for Jesus is coming soon.